live from the studios of News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's Kenny and JT. Once again, talking Browns on the Kenny and JT show, and it's nice to be relevant this time of year. And our next guest, not only on the beat with the Cleveland Browns, also has a fantastic podcast. It's always game day in Cleveland, and it's the one and only Daryl Ryder. Daryl, thanks for joining us, and happy holidays, my man. Right back at you. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know, Daryl, I started with this. It's nice to be relevant this time of year. As someone who covers this team on a regular basis, how nice is it to be relevant this time of year? Well, um, I got to tell you, it sure beats talking about the NFL draft right now. You're right. <laughs> right? I mean, that's what we'd normally be doing. We'd be, we'd be talking about draft positioning, not playoff positioning. But And, and look, considering everything this team has been through this year, I mean, it, 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 it has been a uh, <clears throat> pleasant surprise. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, they can uh, – if one of eight, eight different scenarios happens to play out, starting with the Browns beating the Houston Texans, mm-hmm. uh, then uh, you know it'll uh, it'll be official. But um, yeah, it it sure beats the alternative. That's for sure. I've covered many painful, miserable marches to the gallows. In, boy, oh boy! And uh, so it's it is nice to see uh, see these guys. Uh, nine and five, and quite frankly, one of the feel-good stories of the NFL this year. I'd say so, and especially with that defense. But, Daryl, as we look at this team and you talk about these injuries, isn't it amazing when you consider these next three games, if Case Keenum ends up being the starter on Sunday, you're going to face Case Keenum, probably Zach Wilson, and whoever that guy is in Cincinnati. Have we ever seen injuries like this before? Um, Yeah, the 2008 Browns were pretty bad, but I mean, as far as the, the quarterback position in general um, around the league, it's, it is unique, but when, when, I mean, this, this game alone, this weekend, the Browns have 16 players on their injury report. Boy. The Texans have 15 guys mm-hmm. on theirs, but I mean, it's a mash unit right now for both of these teams. Um, and, you know, CJ Stroud is likely out due to the concussion. That means Case Keenum. Remember him? He won a couple games for the Browns right. in 2021. Well, they get to play good old Case Keenum Sunday and use. Yeah, I, I mean it's and and it's not just the quarterback position either. It, it's just all over the league. Guys mm-hmm. have been going down and and I don't uh, you know I, I haven't seen any common thread or whatever. Certainly, there's been no common thread with the Browns injuries, but mm-hmm. um, it, it's that's why I always get a little uh, anxious when uh, you know conversations start about maybe extending the season and adding games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like get, getting through 16 games is hard enough. Like now you added a 17th game. Now the league's pushing for that game to now be an international game on top. Like it, right. it's just, the, the sport is physical and violent enough. And, you know, I, I get it. It's a multi-billion dollar business. It's not a charity. They're in it to make money. And it, it's the, the most in-demand sport and popular sport in the country. I, I'm sure and, uh, hockey, basketball, and baseball fans might object to that, but mm-hmm. the, the reality is, you know, you, you look at TV ratings and stuff like that, the NFL dominates. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you can put a game on a Tuesday night, and it'll be the number one watch uh, program. So, um, But, yeah, it, it is unfortunate, not just for the Browns, but just the league in general, that so many star players have gotten hurt this year. Could you see them maybe going to a, a second bye week, maybe? 
I hope they do. I, just mm-hmm. for my sake, I want an extra week off during the I season. Blame you. <laughs> right. But yeah, I I think that ultimately when the dust settles, it'll be an 18 game schedule, and that will include two bye weeks. And that 18 game schedule will include two neutral site games, okay. and those neutral site games will be overseas. And mm-hmm. I think the way it needs to be set up is that if once you when you play overseas, you get the week after off. Okay. It's a, that's just my mm-hmm. opinion. Okay. That's going to happen, but I think mm-hmm. that that's the way they should do it. You know, the Browns, they had their bye week, fifth week of the season here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, man, they, they really could have used the bye week within the last month, that's for sure. Right. Um, so they, they have themselves played a, a difficult schedule, and they haven't had to go overseas. And, and that. I mean, they've had a couple of uh, trips out west. They went to Seattle, and then, of course, you know, Denver, and then uh, hopping on over to L.A., mm-hmm. Uh, to, to play the Rams, but yeah, it's um, it is uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with uh, the overall uh, schedule picture of this thing going forward. But the league is making it the worst kept secret in the world that there's going to be more international games starting in 2025. Right. I, I read the article last week. They want to take games to Brazil. When do those schedules yeah. come out? Well, the, so the Brazil will be. Hang on, I got to make sure I got this right. Brazil might be next year. I think it uh, is. I, I think Brazil is next year. They have uh, obviously England, United Kingdom, whatever Britain, whatever it's called Jeez, over there, right. uh, the island there, uh, whatever they're calling themselves these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's games there. There's games in Germany. Um, I, I this is just where it's going. Um, What's interesting is South America has like the same time zone as us. So it's amazing. <laughs> that, that, that's the interesting thing. So I guess time zone wise, they won't be all that affected, but as if they were going to the West Coast. But um, yeah, you will, and the Browns will be one of those. They're due. The Browns are due to go overseas at some point here. So uh, it's been a few years. So the, we'll be on the lookout for the for uh, that getting added to their schedule because you know the Browns playing football isn't hard enough. You know, mm-hmm. right. Right. Browns in action Sunday, 1 o'clock in Houston, taking on the Texans. We think C.J. Stroud is probably still in concussion protocol. Don't think he's going to be the starter. Going to probably be Case Keenum. The only other thing I can tell you about that team is I heard there's like a defensive end and maybe a linebacker who's injured. But on my fantasy football team, I do know this. Tank Dell is out. Do we know anything about Nico Collins? Uh, He's practiced the last couple of days. So he's probably going to play. Um uh, you know, so that's that's just my best guess uh, right there. Mm-hmm. He's been limited, um, but I anticipate that you know you're limited. Yeah, uh, you know the real test will be tomorrow when the the game status has come out or whatever. But I'm leaning more towards uh, that he's going to play for them. Daryl, that team's eight and six. They're still challenging in their division. Do we know how many of their players or starters or contributors are part of the Deshaun Watson trade? I mean, I, I, I could have Googled that before I came on. I mean, I know. I, I just didn't know if anybody came right to my. I don't mean to just throw it at you like that, but I mean, I, you know, when I start thinking about what went down and what do we have? One more year of no first. I mean, we talked about maybe thinking about the draft right now, but you can't because even if we weren't relevant, we wouldn't have a pick. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, look, it's um, 
you know, the Browns don't have a first round pick next year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's no, uh, you know, that, that is what it is. Um, it's part of the reason that they have to keep, um, you know, the, their, their later round picks and get something for them. Okay. So I Googled it while you were asking me that. Okay. Uh, Kenyon Green. Uh, in 2022, that was the first round pick from the Browns. 2023, Will Anderson Jr. Um, uh, 2023, third round pick Tank Dell, uh, and then uh, they got the uh, the first and the fifth next year, and I think they got some other things because they've also made some. You know, they've moved around. Okay. Uh, some things as well, but they kind of did what the Browns did. With, after the Carson Wentz, remember we were doing that. You know, we're trying to do the old. Uh, what is it? You, you do the pin board, right? Where you're drawing the string, but right. the guys and mm-hmm. stuff like right, the, connecting all the dots and things like that. We were doing that after the Carson Wentz trade. That's kind of what the Houston Texans have been doing okay. since the Deshaun Watson trade, because there's so many other trades, um, you know, that have impacted it. But the the list of players, Kenyon Green. Uh, John Mechie the third, Christian Harris, nice. Damian Pierce, Thomas Booker, Will Anderson, Tank Dell, Brandon Hill, Xavier Hutchinson, uh, uh, you know, uh, acquired uh, as a result of this uh, this big trade. So they've done actually very well through the draft. And the thing is, you know, anything we hear in Ohio is, oh, C.J. Stroud's lighting it up because he's a former Buckeye, and rightfully so. But that offense, yeah. at times, they were really electric, and I don't know if they can continue on that path with Case Keenum. And I, and I want to shift my attention a little bit to our quarterback, Joe Flacco, and as it pertains to the way Flacco's been playing recently. Last three games, 374, uh, 311, 254 when he was at the Rams. 44, 45, and 44 passing attempts. And I don't know if that's the way you want to go about doing things, but again, as banged up as this offensive line is, I can't see us really trying to run the ball. So my question is this. Being able to throw that many yards in all these three games, Joe Flacco, to me, illustrates what we've been dying for for a starting quarterback because if you consider the fact that we all thought we needed more help at wide receiver, maybe we needed a quarterback that was able to get them the ball. Am I on the right path here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just got done telling our midday show that today. Like, you know, for all the, the twisting and turning and uh, about the receiving, it's like, uh, I don't know, just have a quarterback able to find them on the field and get them the football. Um, you know, Jeez. Joe Flacco certainly proven that it's, uh, He's getting eight to nine receivers involved in the Amazing. game. Um, no one has thrown. He broke Baker Mayfield's record for most yards in his first three starts as a Brown. Uh, Mayfield set, set that in 2018, so Flacco broke that. Uh, he tied Vinny Testaverde for the most touchdown passes in his first three starts with seven. And Browns wow. fans are saying, okay, so what's Deshaun Watson's problem then? Because um, this guy was on his couch. Like, his phone wasn't even right. ringing. You know, like, and I'm not criticizing Joe Flacco. Like, that's just the re- that was right. the reality of the situation he was in. Like, his phone wasn't even ringing uh, until the Browns called. So, um, you know, it, it's been incredible what he's been able to do. Uh, and, and obviously good for him. Um, you know, I asked Amari Cooper uh, today just, you know, what uh-huh. uh, Flacco has meant. And he, he basically said he's a faith multiplier. In other words, hmm. he's the guy that, you know, has come in and made them believe they can make something of this season. 
huh. right? They believe they can make something of this season, which I, not to say that, you know, because he wasn't, but like you just read into that what you need to read into that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, they went from feeling like things were over when Deshaun was lost for the year to like, hey, we got a shot to still do something. This right. They brought in Joe Flacco. So, um, Andrew Barry, Executive of the Year, he he stole Zadarius Smith from the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. He uh, signed, re-signed Kareem Hunt, who was a free agent in September, to replace Nick Chubb, or at least help replace mm-hmm. Nick Chubb. He got Joe Flacco to replace um, uh, Deshaun Watson in the middle of the season. Like, I mean, Barry has made some really, really good moves, and, and also just the depth of the team right. uh, has – you know, produce positive results. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously Barry deserves credit for that as well. Yeah. I don't think there's a there's an award for position coaches, coordinators as well. Schwartz has done a great job. Bill Callahan's done an outstanding job with, I can't even tell you the members of this starting lineup on the offensive line, but they continue to do a fairly decent job. Daryl, do we have any idea if Joe Flacco plays the last, what is it, six games? How many games does he have to play until he can be considered maybe comeback player of the year? Uh, none. He, he can, he, he, he's, he's eligible. Wow. Because um, that's, a, that's a, you know, uh, AP award, Associated Press okay. award there. You know, yeah, I think he's going to get some votes. Okay. Um, absolutely. He, he, um, I, I know the pro football writers, uh, on my ballot, he'll get the he'll get some votes. Jim Schwartz will get my vote for the uh, assistant coach of the year award. Okay. Um, you know, Andrew Barry is going to get my executive of the year award and uh, vote, and uh, uh, Kevin Stefanski is going to get my coach of the year. You got to. So it, I, I think you have to. Wow. I really think you have to. Daryl, I, mean, I mentioned the fact that you host a podcast. It's always game day in Cleveland, and we've seen you at Cavaliers games. So I've got to ask this question. Who's more popular in Cleveland today, Joe Flacco or your man Sam Merrill? Uh, well, I, I'm gonna. You know what? The Flacco fever is pretty strong right now. <laughs> People are really wacko for Flacco. Yes. I, I, you know, I don't know what you rhyme with Sam Merrill. <laughs> well, a- I, AC sign, calls him. Like, AC calls him Sudden Sam. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure there's some copyright infringement there that you have to worry about. You know, the lawyers ruin all the fun these days. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think that uh, it, it's close. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say Flacco, just prisoner of the moment, because I'm uh, covering the Browns right now, mm-hmm. and football is Cleveland's first love. We always say it's a Browns town, and Daryl, I'll leave you with one more, because as we've seen this team on the road, at times it doesn't seem to play up to snuff, or at least as good as they play when they're at home. What do you expect Sunday? Well, that's one of the questions I've been asking this week, especially defensively. There is a, uh, a drop-off, and let's be honest about it. If they're going to make the playoffs, two of the, two of the final three games are on the road. They need to win one of those mm-hmm. games. Uh, also, too, uh, they're trying, unless something like really crazy happens, like Baltimore falls apart in the final three weeks, which I don't think is going to happen. But there is a scenario that the Browns could still win the AFC North, mm-hmm. lose two of their final three, um, and the Browns win out, which, again, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But the scenario is there. 
Um, I don't know what to expect Sunday. Uh, I think quarterback, obviously, Browns have the advantage. Mm -hmm. Uh, Defensively, I feel like the Browns have the advantage, but the defense does not play well on the road, and Mm -hmm. that is something that they're going to have to to figure out. Uh, Denzel Ward told me today they need to start faster. Well, if I had a dollar for every time I heard the Browns needed to start faster in a game since 1999, I'd be on a beach with an umbrella, one of Mike Holmes' (laughs) umbrella drinks in my hand. Um, But, yeah, I – I'm picking the Browns to win uh, when I, you know, when I ultimately make my pick. But, um, you know, Houston's a very good football team. Case Keenum is a good quality quarterback for a backup. Uh, he went to it won a couple games for the Browns. Won last week, mm-hmm. uh, beat Tennessee in overtime. So this is not going to be one of those. They're just flying down to Houston and having a Christmas party, and they're coming home for, you know, with a win just because they showed up. So um, this this is going to be a tough game for the Browns, and um, you know we'll see if Joel Batonio can play. I think it's trending okay. in the direction of Joel Batonio playing, but mm-hmm. yeah, this is going to be a tough one for the Browns. But I am picking them to win. Well, I hope you're right, and we all do too. And Daryl, thanks again for joining us. Next week we'll both have the week off, myself and Kenny. So hopefully we'll be able to talk about the Bengals and the Browns making their way into the playoffs in about a couple of weeks. All right. All right. Well, have Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you. In, I literally will talk to you next year. Thank you. And the same back right, right back at you, Daryl. We really appreciate it. Daryl Ryder, check out his podcast. It's always game day in Cleveland. Everything you need to know about the Browns and much, much more.